creating new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Welcome to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsofbroadway.com. If you are looking for nonstop Broadway music, tune into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. I'll be your host for this podcast series. And usually I say my guest is, but I'm going to have to expand that to say my guests, plural, are the three women playing Donna Summers in the upcoming musical Summer, which is coming to the Palace Theater on February 11th and 12th. There are three people playing Donna Summer. Donna Summer is just a larger than life character. You just can't have one person. So we have Duckling Donna, and that is Amari Edwards-Jones. We have Disco Donna, and that is Karis Gulledge. And we have Diva Donna, Brittany Smith. Welcome to the Broadway Buzz. Thank you for having us. You are coming to Waterbury in February, and I know you are now in St. Paul, Minnesota. How is it in Minnesota? Cold. Cold. <laughs> okay. Enough said about Minnesota. Yes. So how does it feel playing Donna Summer? Why don't we start off with Amari, uh, since you are in the play, it's Duckling Donna. How is it to play the younger Donna Summer? It feels really good playing Donna. So basically Duckling, well, Donna Summer, when she was younger, she was very insecure and she had people around her calling her ugly and not really nice things. So she didn't have much confidence. So Duckling Donna comes from like the ugly duckling. I saw the original production on Broadway, and I just didn't remember that. How about Karis? You are the disco Donna, right? probably the, the Donna that a lot of us are, are familiar with remember. Yes, um, I played disco Donna, mainly because that's the Donna Summer that most of her hits are, well, are known for. Love to Love You, Hot Stuff, Bad Girls. They're from that era. And um, honestly, it's truly an honor. I'm, it, I'm grateful for it every day. I write it down every single day that I'm, I'm super grateful for this opportunity to get the chance to pay homage to such an icon. And both uh, Karis and Amari, this is your national tour debut, where yes. we have Brittany, who fittingly plays diva Donna, and you've already done national, international tours. How is it playing the, the older Donna Summer? Um, I love it. I really, really love it because Diva Donna is this culmination of all of the Donna. She has evolved. She's wise. She's mature. She has a lot of, if I knew then, what I know now moments. She's been there, done that. I, I really get to delve into, you know, her mind and her spirit as a, as a wife, as a mother, um, as an icon and legend, you know, when, when you get to that particular part of, of, of the show. And and Diva is uh, interwoven in the show. Uh, she opens the show, she's in and out of pretty much every scene because she becomes this through line narrator that connects all of the dots. So uh, Diva is facilitating this concert of a lifetime and she's looking in on her younger selves. Really get to see the physical manifestation of what Donna was feeling and thinking at these different uh, stages in her life. And it really helps the audience to connect and resonate more when you have three women playing those different, th those different roles versus one person just narrating it. Well, I think it would also be, like you said, easier for the audience because an actress doesn't have to try and play the the young Donna Summer and then have, has to age up to 
the I mean, level uh, you're at. Right. Karis had mentioned some of the songs that her character sings and just a quick playlist. Uh, but for people like myself that really started listening to Donna Summer with her first hit, but in the show, you have I Feel Love, Love to Love You Baby, MacArthur Park, Heaven Knows, Enough is Enough, On the Radio, Bad Girls, She Works Hard for the Money, Dim All the Lights, Hot Stuff, Last Dance. I mean, this is a narrative of 70s, 80s, huge, huge hits. Were you all familiar with Donna Summer's music before you started the show? Amari? I knew a couple of songs, but <laughs> I really had to research. I didn't know much. Like, I knew Last Dance and I knew Love to Love You, Baby. But other than that, I had to really listen and look her up. Karis, how about you? Yes, I knew a lot of her music growing up. I'm a musician's kid. And so um, my father played a lot of her music in collaboration with other musicians all around the world. Last Dance was definitely one of my favorite songs growing up, mainly because my dad's a bass player. And so um, we just always used to bond and communicate over the bass line in every single song. And it's kind of great to know that that's like what her song started with all the time was hitting the baseline and then building around that. And so, yeah, I grew up with a lot of, a lot of knowledge of her music. And Brittany, I'm, I'm assuming you're a Donna Summer scholar. Um, I don't, I won't say scholar, but I definitely have a, quite a vocabulary um, of Donna Summer's music. I am not that far removed from the disco era. And so I too am a daughter of a musician. Uh, my mother plays sticks instruments. My father was also Lena Horn saxophonist. Just kind of growing up in that particular type of household. Um, you know, you've got a pretty large of a lot of music and a lot of um a lot of pioneers. And so yeah, I grew up with the vocabulary of Donna Summer, even just from uh, you know, my mom cleaning up on Saturday mornings and you play that music, you know, to get you going. Um, and so yeah, I I I knew a lot about her um, musically at least. Uh, so it, you know it's great about this show, you kind of get to know more about her, the person. Let's take a short break to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with more of the Broadway Buzz. Where can you hear the best music from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage? The answer, soundsofbroadway.com, your 24-7 online Broadway music radio station. Listen to selections from well-known, popular, and more obscure musicals from the most diverse playlists anywhere. That's soundsofbroadway.com. Let's go on with the show. We're all living through an unusual time together, but each one of us is dealing with it differently. Webster Bank is here to help you move forward at whatever pace is right for you. Whether you're taking small steps or big, bold ones. Whether you're refocusing on your future, re-energizing your business, or reconnecting with everyone you love. Webster will help you take your next steps on your time. We're back with the Broadway Buzz. My name is Stuart Brown, and we are speaking with the three Donna Summers who will be coming to the Palace Theater on February 11th and 12th. Ticket information, you can call the box office at 203-346-2000. And I am speaking with Amari Edwards-Jones, Karis Gulledge, and we have Brittany Smith. Brittany, that being that you are the veteran, have you been bringing Karis and Amari under your wings or... Here's how you need to act on a national tour or you can't be wild and crazy or, you know, 
advice <laughs> for these uh, national tour newbies? Actually, this is a lot of our cast, um, a lot of their first um, national tours, a lot of their debuts. And so everybody has literally been settling in so well, gravitating to the space and these different hotels and cities and theaters so incredibly well. Um, People don't even need much. A lot of people are so self-sufficient, so mature as artists and actors um, and people. And so they don't even need the, you know, the mom kind of going, don't do, don't act. Everybody has been doing such a phenomenal job. This is a time of people going back to the theater. So November, when the tour started, was really when people were dipping their toe back into live theater. How has that been, Amari? Uh, It's been going well. Uh, The the audiences have been very responsive. And so I'm having a good time. And it looks like they're having a good time. How about Karis? Um, I think... First and foremost, I think that the with with times like this, with everybody um, going through different things in their own narratives, I think that it's really nice to have the opportunity to welcome live theater back with a party, you know, uh, with a celebration and just the celebration, you know, like one of the lines in the show that Brittany says is the concert of a lifetime. And so I think that that's like the best way to welcome live theater back. And then the audiences have been amazing and responsive and just enjoying the show all around some of the towns when we when we go into them we think that they'll be like abandoned (laughs) because we'll walk to the theater or go to the theater and like we'll see no one around and then we'll get to the get to the show and there's just this roar from the crowd and so it's so nice and as someone who saw the original broadway production This is, especially at the end of the show, this is not a, let's say, sit in your seat type of audience, I would think. Probably from getting to the early, even early part of the show where things really take off, you probably have a very interactive audience. I guess maybe that's the word. What what do you think, Brittany? Absolutely. Um, I think people are ready for a show. You know what I mean? Um, The great thing about this particular show and and jukebox musicals in general is uh, there are a lot of people that, you know, have a vocabulary of of who we are embodying. And so they know they are coming to see and hear Donna Summer. So people don't come incredibly clueless. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. So they are ready. They come in their outfits (laughs) and they come ready to dance and ready to party. And you're right, from, from the very very beginning. I mean, we start with music, the, you know, the very first, the opening is a number, you know, and so we are doing the the Donna Summer music uh, from top to bottom. And so people never really experience much of a dull moment. And that's really helpful for us as, as actors on stage as well. We really, really take the, the vibe and takes us to another level on stage. Since we're talking about the music, why don't we listen to a song and we'll go to the original cast recording. And you had an incredible cast in the Broadway production. You had Lashans as Diva, Ariana DeBose as Disco, and you had a newcomer, Storm Lever, as Duckling. But uh, just an incredible cast for that show. And how about if we go to... I think when I was looking at the listing, enough is enough. I think all three of you sing on. So who would like to set up that song? Enough is enough takes place, right? It's, it's, it's actually, it starts off as a transitional piece and then it goes into her home in LA. Right at the beginning of it, she's leaving from the recording studio and she's deep in, Donna is 
Disco at this point is deep in thought about not just herself as, as it pertains to her womanhood, but also as her womanhood pertains to the music industry. And it's deciding that she is unapologetically herself and every answer that she gives will be her answer and nothing else other than that. Um, and then she also, it also relates heavily into her love life into her romantic um, relationship with someone that she met in her early career while she was in Germany. And that was tied from her life, but also into from her life, you know, in her autobiography, but also her life as it pertains to the show. The song manages to tie both of those things together. So it starts with music and then her love life. And, you know, in the beginning, she says, I'm bored to tears after all of these years. Like my love life is boring me to tears. Let's do something about it. That's a, an excellent lead-in. So from the original cast recording of Summer, this is No More Tears, Enough is Enough.
from the musical Summer. That was Enough is Enough. And the show will be coming to the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut on February 11th and 12th. If you want ticket information, the phone number is 203-346-2000. That is the box office number. Also more information on the Palace's website, and that is Palace Theater CT, and theater is ER. So Palace Theater CT, one word, .org, and you can get all the information and order tickets for the show. Karis, you were talking about, you know, just touching on a couple of things with Donna Summer's life. And this is not a concert jukebox musical. This has a book to it. And when I saw the show, I didn't know a lot of things about her life. I didn't know, I, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I, I didn't know how that ended. I I didn't know anything. So how was it to, when you first maybe read the script to sort of come across this real icon of the disco era who maybe you thought, oh, glamour and riches and fame, but it's sort of, wow, this was not such an easy life. Brittany, what do you think? I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, um, it wasn't such an easy life. And, you know, one thing I always say is that with our musical icons and celebrities, you know, we know the glitz and the glamour and the music, and we know obviously what they are famous for, the work, the art, but oftentimes we don't humanize them, right? Because we are so enamored with what it is that they do that we love so much. And maybe we resonate with their music um, and the lyrics, but, you know, oftentimes we don't really see behind that and what is fueling a lot of the lyrics and a lot of, you know, the reasoning behind, you know, these records. And so you really get to see some of that in this show. And you're right, it isn't a concert. It's a concert of a lifetime, again, you know, as yeah. we call it, but really you are, we are telling her life story and um, her story is very much interwoven in this show. You get to see her foundation, which Duckling does so, you know, awesome at it. You get to see her with her family. You get to see her in church. You really get to delve into that part of Donna, things that you just didn't know. And I think that's so, so important. It's such an important element of this show because Donna doesn't have a biopic yet. And, you know, like maybe Tina Turner does, um, The Temptations do, and then they also have Broadway shows, which are phenomenal, all of them. Um, Donna Summer has yet to have that made about herself. And so younger audiences that may not have had a vocabulary or any kind of introduction to Donna Summer really get to see kind of a full, you know, gamut of, of her life. That's an interesting point, because are, are you getting people at the stage door coming up to you and telling you their Donna Summer stories or thanking you or, or anything like that. Uh, let's start off with Amari. Anything that has happened with you? In Schenectady, I was trying this vegan spot, this vegan restaurant, and there was this guy I had on my uh, access pass to get in the door. He was like, oh, you're in the show. And he was, oh, I loved it. Who do you play? I was like, I was duckling. And he was like, oh, so good. And he was how on the radio was the first record he bought when he was a kid. So I think stories like that are really cool. Karis, how about you? Yes, um, in New Brunswick, as I was leaving the stage door, we were we were heading out, and um, there was there were two two guys who were standing there just emotional about not just not the not just the show itself, but it was almost just they were saying thank you for the party, but also just for contributing to to telling the story of such a powerful woman who had such an impact on his life and um it was just it was an emotional experience for both of us because he was he was just kept saying thank you and I I just kept saying thank you because he lived in a time that I I didn't live in and one thing that he did talk about that um I I meant to mention about enough is enough um was something that gets tapped on the in the book 
I mean, in the script of the guidance between Diva Donna and Duckling Donna to Disco Donna. It's so a lot of the time with the, the three characters, we think that they're three separate entities, but they all tie together. And one of the ways that Enough is Enough does that is both Diva and Disco, both Diva and Duckling, sorry, are giving her, are telling her what to do. And that's something that resonates in real life, even with the show. It's just getting people who say thank you for the show, but it's also just like, thank you for showing all of the sides of this woman. So yeah, it's really emotional. <laughs> Brittany, how about with you? Yes, um, I actually receive uh, direct messages all the time from audience members, all the time actually. And sometimes I screenshot them <laughs> and keep them in my phone because they're just so, uh, they're so meaningful. But not only that, um, something that actually just happened recently here in, in Minnesota, when we were in the mall and, 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 and a lady and her daughter, they, you know, rec- they had come to the show and they, you know, recognized me from the show and stopped and had this, you know, really, really cool moment. And uh, she talked about dancing on stage with Donna Summer before, and not as one of her background dancers, but just as an audience participant, you know, I guess she would bring people up on stage in some of the shows to kind of just get in there, you know what I mean? And party along with her. She had that experience and she really, you know, she shared that and she had her daughter with her, which was cool because she was maybe a, you know, preteen. It was her first introduction, so her mom was able to kind of share these stories and all of that. Um, not only that, I surprisingly enough get a lot of, like I said, a lot of messages after shows from audience members and things like that. And one of the things that a lot of them say, um, they are very thankful, you know, like Kara said, for the story and for the telling of the story. But they always go, I never knew that about her. But I knew I loved the music and I knew I was coming to hear the music. And that already excited me. But you were talking so much. You were, you know, telling so much about her life and 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 what she was thinking and feeling and dropping these different gems. And I just didn't know. So thank you for kind of being, a, you know, this kind of vocal encyclopedia about her life. I think you bring up a really interesting point about jukebox musicals and and maybe it doesn't have to be ones like this one, which has a book, but people really connect with these performers. And, you know, there are more and more of these jukebox musicals coming out with individual performers. I mean, MJ is in previews on Broadway. The Neil Diamond jukebox musical is going to be in Boston, I think this summer before Broadway. So you have a lot of people that have grown up with this music and might have these real personal attachments. So maybe the show isn't something that is totally to their liking, but they really connect to that music. And there's nothing better than to see a live performance. Granted, the three of you, even together, cannot be the Donna Summer, but you know, you are up there. There is a real, I don't say rowdy band, but you know, a real tight band that is up there. And you get to hear that live. So I I think that's very important that you have that connection with the public. And it's great that you can you can get that because I think a lot of times people go to the theater, they go to their hotel, they wake up, they go back to the theater and you, you don't really know what people might be thinking. What do you feel that you bring to the role of your character? So Amari, you are duckling, you're the the younger one. What do you feel that you bring? to that role? Well, I think I do bring youthfulness (laughs) to the role. I try to be as realistic with the role as I can be. Um, I try to have fun and to stay curious so that it's, it doesn't like become the same thing over and over again. Karis, how about you? I think that 
I bring self-discovery to it, um, both into the role and then into myself. The role that I play is basically about her discovering who she is and where she falls in the world and in the industry. And every day I'm also like feeling that exact same way. And so it allows me to take a very honest approach to the Donna, the disco Donna character. Brittany, what do you think you bring to, to the role of diva? I think I bring maturity. I bring maturity um, and a little bit of the wisdom in life experience. Also the, I think the cool thing about Diva is she still, she still got it. And what I always say about Donna Summer is Donna Summer was pretty much known for being sexy and being, you know, sensual and also being just, you know, very uh, empowered and powerful. And I think that as Diva, I bring that and that confidence to it. So just kind of a full scope of sexiness and sassy maturity and, and wisdom. We've talked about that the role is divided into three. This was not conceived as a, a singular role for an actress. Do you think that this works? Do you think the audience is looking at things initially saying, what is going on here? Or that for what the show is setting out to do, this makes perfect sense. Karis? I think so. Um, I think that we do a great job at the very beginning of the show of laying out that we are about to take a journey through time. And I think that the presence of each of us in different scenes also helps kind of make the story incredibly well-rounded. I think that the audience definitely gets the understanding of that um, from the get-go, both um, script-wise and just blocking-wise and the way that we communicate and look at each other on stage. Those are the ways that like we are able to continue to keep everything well-rounded and keep the audience in tune with what's going on. And I don't think this is giving away any state secrets, but, and you've mentioned this, that this is not a show where, let's say it's divided up into thirds. So the first third of the show is right. duckling. Second third, it's disco. The last, it's you're on stage solo. Maybe there's two of you. Maybe there's mm-hmm. three of you. There's this constant interaction. And I think, Karis, you had mentioned where you and Amari at one point might be telling Brittany remember when you were young or here's how things were going. Yeah. So there's this, this whole dynamic that is going on. Do you think that really works for, for the show? I think so. I love it. I love the fact that we get the, we get the constant reminder of remember what it was like when you, or don't forget this, or you're going to learn. There's always a lesson on um, stage together is, is happening in vain. None of it is happening just because it's all happening because it's a part of the greater good of telling her story. Amari, how, how do you feel about being part of the thirds? I think it works very well. I feel good. <laughs> Brittany, what, what do you think? Do you think that it really does work for the show and sort of all the, all the interactions that, that you have with your counterparts? I do think it works very well. And um, like I said it a little bit earlier, I think it's really cool that you get to see the physical manifestation of how she was thinking and feeling and what she was going through versus, you know, having one actor try to be a believable 11 year old and then a believable 45 year old. You know what I mean? Um, So audiences really get to see, you know, Donna at her youngest and really get to see Donna in her prime and really get to see Donna, you know, when she is an icon and this evolved woman. And then to see it together is kind of like, okay, Okay, there is this through line and you can see um, the similarities and the differences. And I think the differences 
make it even cooler because um, that also speaks to the fact that Donald wasn't the same person all the time, right? Like we are ever growing, ever evolving, ever changing people. Um, I am completely not the same person that I was when I was 11 or 12 years old. You know what I mean? So that's also a really cool element. You have three different people that are doing three different things because we are three different women. Well, why don't we hear thirds come together as one with the finale and last dance. And again, I when I saw this on Broadway, this was the song, I think, doesn't a disco ball come down and they shower the audience with metallic paper? I mean, it's a real disco. So why don't we hear from, again, the original cast recording of Summer. This is Last Dance. Last Dance from the musical Summer, which is coming to the Palace Theater on February 11th and 12th. I want to thank my guests today from their very busy schedule. I know they're getting ready for a performance. 
I want to thank Amari Edwards-Jones, who plays Duckling Donna, Karis Gulledge, who plays Disco Donna, and Brittany Smith as Diva Donna. So again, thank you for appearing on the Broadway Buzz, and we will see you very shortly. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsofbroadway.com. If you are looking for nonstop Broadway music, tune into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me on our next podcast episode. Until then, stay safe, be well, and be informed with the Broadway buzz. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Show.